What's good, everyone? What's good? Welcome in. Welcome in to Scout Team Sports. I am your host, DeValiant. We are back at it again, and it is what we call Conference Championship Weekend, if you will. Uh, We're going over the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game, a short recap of the divisional round as well. Um, When it comes to the NFL playoffs, but first of all, Uh, Shout out to all my subscribers, those who are subscribed, those who are listening, and even those uh, who are unsubscribed and you're checking out for the first time. I appreciate each and every one of you for continuing to support this podcast and uh, go ahead and take a listen, stay a while, and uh, share this with anyone else who is a sports fan as a uh, young up-and-coming broadcaster is on his way up to the top. You want to be along for the ride, okay? So, again, this is Devalue with Scout Team Sports, and we're going over the championship uh, matchups here for the AFC and the NFC. Going to start with the AFC because, for me, that one is an easier pick for me. I know some people might say it could go either way, and it could, but for me, it's an easier pick than the NFC championship. Um, for the AFC, of course, you have the Chiefs who took care of the Jaguars by a score of 27 to 20. Not, um, not surprised that, that cl- the score was that close because the Jaguars have a tendency to get down and then come back from behind like they did with the Chargers. Didn't think it was going to be enough and it wasn't enough this go around, but still it's the fact that the Chiefs defense allows things to get as close as it, as they do. Uh, even when the offense jumps out to a lead that they should be able to secure um, by more than a touchdown. Um, And the other part is, if you look at the Chiefs and the Bengals, if there is one kryptonite for the Chiefs, it's the Bengals. The Bengals have beaten the Chiefs three of their last three straight meetings, being earlier this season, last year's AFC Championship game, and last year during the regular season. If if the, the Joe Burrow and that Bengals team seem to be Pat Mahomes kryptonite, like they he can't get past them right now or it hasn't been able to get past them for the last two seasons. And I mean, like you get past. I mean, Pat Mahomes is able to score on that defense, but it's like all of a sudden they flip a switch. The Bengals do. And all of a sudden, then Pat Mahomes can't continue to score. Like if you if you have to win a shootout, you got to win a shootout. Okay, this is I get that the defense you but you know what your defense is already. That's the thing. The Chiefs know what their defense is already. They know how good and how bad they actually are. So you know that especially when it comes playoff time, you just gotta do what you gotta do. You really just gotta do what you gotta do. Ain't no time to blame the defense. The defense you gotta get better. Now I highly doubt your defense is gonna get better from one week to the next to the next in the playoffs. Your de- you already know what your defense is. If you have to win a shootout, you're going to have to win a shootout. What you cannot do is let what happened last AFC Championship happen again, and that's being being up almost three touchdowns and then allowing the Bengals to come back. Now, you would say, oh, that's on the defense. That's the Chiefs' defense. But after every time they say the Bengals are trying to come back, right, after every time the Bengals score, the Chiefs have an opportunity to score too. 
So either Pat Mahomes is not able to finish a game, which sounds ridiculous, but either he's not able to finish a game or all of a sudden the Bengals just saved their best defensive uh, performances for the second half of playoff games. And it's going to happen again. Either way, one of the two is going to happen. Either Pat Mahomes is not going to be able to finish like he should be able to because of what we've seen in his his resume. Or they're going to allow the, the Bengals defense, who to me is about a little, maybe a little better than average, subpar at best, to all of a sudden look like superheroes. And after be, after embarrassing Josh Allen and the Bills, 27 to 10, in the snow, you do the same thing to Pat Mahomes and company, yeah, you're going to make the, the, the Bengals D look like superheroes. And I, I, I tell you one thing, they sure didn't look like no superheroes in the Super Bowl last year. Yes, they played tough. The front line of the defense of the Bengals played tough. But the rest of that defense, especially them, them defensive backs, are like all you had to do was stop Cooper Cup. That's all you had to do, and you couldn't do that. So, I mean, honestly, the, the Chiefs, with their multiple weapons, there shouldn't be any reason why they shouldn't be able to win this game, right? Right? Well, like I said, there's every team, seems like there's that one team that they just, ugh, they just, ah, it's just tough for them to get past. And normally, normally, unless it's just a big story rivalry like Cowboys and Niners of the past, not, not recently, but of the past, uh, going back and forth, who gets the upper hand and whatnot, and there's other rivalries. Most of the time, that stingy rivalry of that team you can't get past is normally in your division. But this isn't the case. It's Chiefs and it's Bengals, and the Chiefs are up 3-0 in the last three games. Counting the two last year, regular season, and, and actually that first one in the regular season last year was the Bengals clinching their division title when they beat the Chiefs, and then they beat them coming from a 21-3 deficit, coming from behind and beating the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Then they've beaten them already earlier this season. We're going to make it a 4-0? My head says yes. Because uh, until the Chiefs show me that they can do it in a critical game, I can't trust them. Number one. Two, you got a banged up Pat Mahomes. He's not 100%. And I don't care if it's his arm. I don't care if it's his uh, his legs. I don't care if it's pinky finger. I don't care if it's his hair. I don't care. I don't care if it's like the back of his shoulder. I don't care what it is. If you are constantly losing to a one team, and you don't have the best player on your team who is the leader of your team, not at hundred percent. Yeah, the faith is gonna slack a little bit. I mean, your 13 seconds, your miracle 13 seconds worked against the Bills. How come it couldn't work against the Bengals? Where, where's that magic at? You know, Travis Kelsey wants to call him the Houdini of our time. Why does the magic work against the Bills, but then it, and it works against almost every other team, but it don't work against the Bengals? You got some proving to do, Pat. In my book. You got some proving to do. Think about it. Yeah, they've been to five straight AFC championship games. But if you think about it, how much more competition is there in the AFC right now? When they were first getting to the AFC championship game, you still had to deal with Tom Brady and, and the Patriots. Now that Tom Brady's gone, 
Now you're getting into you're getting to the AFC Championship game, and there's only really one team that's stopping you, and that's the Bengals. Because every other time you went got to the Super Bowl, you won the first one against the Niners, then you lost, got embarrassed against the Buccaneers. And then it's just been the Bengals. There's not much else in the AFC that really stands in their way, and it hasn't been. I can see if the AFC was just totally loaded and competitive every round, but it's not like they're facing, like, you know, you would think, oh, maybe if a, a, a gutsy uh, Ravens team would get to the, if we face them in the conference final. Well, that's not happening, hasn't happened, and it's not going to happen because you know what's going on with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson right now. What other teams are formidable in the AFC right now? So you can't get past this one team. Honestly, if it, besides the whole Tom Brady thing, and yeah, that was an overtime issue, the Chiefs should have been in the Super Bowl the last five years straight. Or in, in, if we say the last four, and then this one, if they win this one. Because it's like, at some point, you got to get past this one team, right? Right? <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it, and I haven't seen it yet. So at this point, I got to go with the Bengals. They just seem to have the Chiefs number. They just seem to have the Chiefs number. Even though Pat Mahomes should, has no problem scoring on that Bengals D, it seemed like late in the game he can't do it. He could do it against every other team, but the Bengals D, he can't do it? Really? Second half, Bengals D, he can't do it. Seriously. And then you know I'm not you know I'm not even trusting the Chiefs defense. They yeah, you know, they may look formidable for a quarter or something like that. But here they go, starting to let the other team back in the game. You know, they let the Jaguars kind of sort of get back into a little bit. You give that much leeway to the Bengals, they're taking the lead. They're taking the lead. And you might not get it back, just like what happened last year. So until the the Chiefs prove otherwise, I cannot pick them in a matchup, in this matchup. I would pick them in probably any other matchup in an AFC Championship game, not this one. Show me you can beat the Bengals. Until that, until then, the smart pick is the Bengals. It's not the Chiefs. On top of that, Pat Mahomes is banged up. I like I said, I don't care if it's his. I don't care if his his fingernail. If you ain't got a one hundred percent Pat Mahomes, and you are going up against this team, who even when he is healthy, he still hasn't been able to beat in the last two years out of three meetings. I can't pick him. Picking the Bengals to go back to the Super Bowl and represent the AFC. Going to get into the NFC game right on the other side of this break. Appreciate everybody for listening. Continue to listen and continue to support this podcast. This is Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalian. Be back after the break. Scout Team Sports, and we're right back in it on the other side of the break, and we've only got one more game to talk about. Yes, the NFL season is coming to a close. It is bittersweet. You want to see the big game. You want to see the championship. You want to see who's the best, but at the same time, you realize that that means football season will soon be over. we got to wait till August-ish to pick this thing back up again. We'll have some NBA coverage, but in the meantime, we've got to take a break. But you know what? On the flip side, I think that's also what makes the NFL great. Because you get time away from it that makes you miss it. 
and then when you miss it so badly and when it finally comes back around you are so ready and it makes it so enjoyable even the preseason because you want to know who's going to make the team who's a young shining star that's going to help your team better you know to be better and whatnot even the preseason i'm excited about a lot of times but yeah you gotta miss it so even though it'd be going it'll be going away soon i think it's necessary no disrespect to all these other uh, upstart leagues and stuff that are, you know, that try to play and like, hey, we'll give you more football in February and in March. And, you know, all due respect to them. I get what they're trying to do. And I'm all for other players getting opportunities to play and get paid as well. But, you know, it it's it it is what it is in terms of not it's still not going to make you miss the NFL any less because, oh, we've had football in february we have football in march and april and you know and you've been getting football 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 even maybe until may or something like that and then it's like oh um nfl will be here in two months oh i I need uh, i'm kind of footballed out i'm a little i'm a little little footballed out i'm I'm a little little burnt out here you know probably not gonna watch the nfl you know probably till like november or something no that's not happening (laughs) it's not happening I'm not going to watch NFL till October. Now, it's not happening for any NFL fan. It's not happening. So, we got to miss it. It's got to go away. Missing it is what makes it great when it comes back. So, it's a little life lesson there here for you. So, we get into the NFC Championship game. This is a tougher one for me to pick. This really is a tougher one for me to pick. Because on one hand, you've got the Eagles. You've got the number one seed. You've got Jalen Hurts, albeit uh, a shoulder that may not be 100%. He looked good uh, in the game against the Giants. They take uh, care of the Giants. Short work for the Eagles there. Um, I think, you know, all, a lot of the emphasis is on Jalen Hurts, and rightfully so. But that defense, uh, I think that they can they can cra- cause havoc for the 49ers. I really do think they can cause havoc for the 49ers and Brock Purdy. I get that Brock Purdy is showing the poise of of like a veteran right now but so did Kaepernick too so I mean if you think about it Kaepernick did the exact same thing when he started for the Niners he came in mid-season nobody had any tape on him and he just ran wild all the way to a Super Bowl and just barely missed winning one so to me this is the same type of scenario you just have a different style of quarterback Uh, but it's not to say that Brock can't uh, can't win one he definitely can because of the supporting cast around him. But I think it's one of those things where, you know, you have to give some respect, I think, to a more experienced quarterback in that being Jalen Hurts. Uh, and you also have to realize that, look, that defense of the Cowboys did play well against him. They played well against him. It's just that the Cowboys offense couldn't do what they needed to do. And, yes, yeah, some of that credit does uh, go to the Niners defense. But some of that credit goes a lot to goes also to Dak Prescott. And we know what happened. We saw what happened and we saw what I mean, I had picked the Cowboys to win that game. But I saw as soon as Tony Pollard went down, I was like, okay, it's a wrap. As soon as Tony Pollard went down, I was like, it's a wrap. You already know anybody's been watching them that he's been playing better than Zeke Elliott. And Zeke is the one that's getting all the money. It's something about when these guys are on their first year contract or right before or before they get their fat paycheck, that's when they're playing the hardest because they're playing more for the money than they are for a championship. So they're fighting hard. They're playing hard. 
And then once they get that fat contract, it's a 50-50 toss-up. They could, they could get the big money contract syndrome where they get comfortable and they coast and they know they got their guaranteed money now. And so they don't play that hard and they think about preserving their bodies so that they can get their next fat contract extension. Or maybe they do play hard and they want to win a championship before it's too late and while they are on a good team and while they're getting paid and enjoying their nice hefty big uh, fat contract. It's, it's a toss up. You, it goes either way. It really can go either way. I think for the most part, you could probably say in the last couple, the last five to 10 years, I would say it's probably leaning more over the 50% mark for guys coasting and, and being lazy and not playing as hard once they get their fat contract extension. But Tony Pollard wasn't there yet. And so you could see how he was clearly the better running back. He just seemed hungry. He was just playing harder. Uh, and he's the one that goes down. I was like, Psh, it's done. It was right there. It was done. Because, you know, Zeke is not what he was before he got his big money contract. He wasn't rookie year contract, rookie contract Zeke. And he wasn't. I mean, something like I said before, Tony Pollard combined with Zeke looks something like rookie contract Zeke. Those two together look something like rookie contract Zeke. But just Zeke by himself. I knew that wasn't going to be nothing. There was no more running game, really. And then, two, it was just Dak Prescott throwing a C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, yeah, he got his big numbers. Yeah, but one wide receiver doing it is not enough. No, you know, eventually you're going to need somebody else to chip in. And if it's not going to be your running back, you need another wide receiver. Oh, that's right. They let go of Amari Cooper. They got rid of him. And, and Jerry Jones is talking all that trash about him because he wasn't the number one that he expected him to be. Yeah, you need more than one good wide receiver nowadays, Jerry. You need more than one good wide receiver, even if that one wide receiver gets over 100 yards receiving, gets two touchdowns. I know from experience, just from watching Devontae Adams, that doesn't get you a whole lot of wins. It might get you two or three in close games, but that's not going to get you as many wins as you need to even make the playoffs, let alone win a Super Bowl. Because you need other guys to contribute. It doesn't matter if this is a passing league or not. It can't just be quarterback to number one wide receiver and that wins a football game. Or that scores enough points in order to win a football game. Even if you have as good of a defense as the Cowboys have. You need other weapons to come through. You need the quarterback to do something else. Get it to another wide receiver. Get it to a tight end. Or you need that running game to help out. And like I said... Even though I picked the Cowboys, I'm thinking full speed. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's going. Guns blazing. Tony uh, Tony Pollard does what he can do. And I think that they edge out the Niners. Tony Pollard went down. It's wrap. It's a scrap. It, the whole thing is done. And it and it was it played out exactly how I thought it would after Tony Pollard went down. Zeke was useless. Dak is throwing the football. CD will get some numbers, but ultimately it's not enough. And then on top of that, Dak throws picks. That It really wasn't that hard for the Niners to win, if you think about it. Because it would have been one thing if it was a short, like, like it, the Niners can win any way. The Niners can win any way. They can win a high-scoring game. They can win a low-scoring game. That don't matter to them. They'll play you out any way you want to. If you're talking about we got to play our, you know, a lot of teams like, you know, that, that's the whole thing. We got to play our game. If we play our game, we'll be successful. Well, you know, that don't work against the Niners. 
I don't work against the Niners because if you play your game, they can play your game better than you can. That's what the scary thing about the Niners. They can play your game. They don't have to play their quote unquote game. They can play your game just as good as you can or better. If they figure out the way that you play, how you play your style, they will beat you at your own style of play. They will beat you at your own game. That's the dangerous thing about the Niners. Even with a rookie quarterback, you want to go low scoring, they can beat, they can roll with you. You want to go high scoring, they can roll with you. They'll find a way. Shanahan will find a way to score more points. Even if he's got a rookie quarterback, he'll find a different way to score more points. If the the defense needs to win a low scoring game and they got to be out there more than average because the offense isn't scored enough, they can hang with you. That's what that's 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 the scary thing about the Niners. And they don't need home field advantage. Yeah, they've had their last two playoff games at home, but they don't need it. Just look at what they did last year when they went on the road and beat the Cowboys. They went on the road in the snow and beat the Packers, even though it seems like everybody can beat the Packers in the snow now. <laughs> the snow in Lambeau is almost like a kryptonite for the Packers. <laughs> Think about it. Most of the times when they lose playoff games and it's in the snow, they lose. If it's fair weather, they got a shot. But if it's in the snow in Lambeau, the Packers lose. In the playoffs. It's crazy. But, yo, the Niners, it don't matter, man. They can play you any which way. I don't see any team who could beat the Niners blowing them out or even winning by a touchdown. You're going to have to beat them by a field goal, two, or one point. Is a four-point lead, maybe, to where you have to force Brock to go all the way down the field and score a touchdown in order to beat you. But that's it. You're not beating the Niners by by ten points. It's just not happening. They're going to require every single ounce of what you got just to barely beat them. And that's why I got to pick the Niners in this game. I got to pick the Niners. I really want Jalen Hurts to go. I want Jalen Hurst to go over. I want Jalen Hurst to win this. I want him to go on and win the Super Bowl. That's who I want. I want Jalen Hurst to win the Super Bowl. I want him to win it this time because you never know how many chances you're going to get when you get this close. But the Niners, even with a rookie quarterback, they just they got so many weapons. They got so many ways they can beat you. I don't know that Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, if you – if you slow down A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, then what is Jalen Hurts going to do? And Miles Sanders can get the running game going. I think that is the that is the tipping point. If not only they are a threat in the passing game with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, if they can get Dallas Goddard involved and to, at the tight end position, but if Miles Sanders can be a threat, he ain't got to dominate by any means. But if he can just be a threat in the running game to where you hold those linebackers and those D linemen steady, to where they can't just sit back and the and the and the edge rushers can pin their ears back and go after the quarterback, and they've got to be attentive to their and respect the running game. Not Jalen Hurts running it because you need to keep him healthy, but if they can respect the Miles Sanders running game, then I say the Eagles got a shot. But I just don't see that happening. I don't see that happening, especially if the Niners get the lead early. I don't see that happening because you have got to. It, it, it's going to be, man, it's going to be harder than I don't know what to get past the Niners D. And then on top of that, you've got a rookie quarterback who's got so much around him that even if he does make a mistake, 
they mask it up like it's nothing. If Brock isn't throwing too well, okay, we'll just go. We'll let McCaffrey throw the ball from the running back position on a trick play. Or we got Debo coming around with a jet sweep. Or we got this weapon. We got that weapon. We got something, them trick play we're going to do with George Kittle. You got Brandon Ayuk, who, who is a threat. They can beat you in so many different ways. And I know I'm not giving, I'm not disrespecting the Eagles. They are a team, I mean, they've earned the number one seed for a reason. Okay. Jalen Hurts not being 100% does kind of worry me. Even at this point, I still don't think he's 100%, but sometimes you got to play even though you're not 100%. I get that. He's going to be out there. He's going to be balling as best he can. But if that Eagles D is on the field too long because the Eagles offense isn't scoring, I think that plays into the Niners' hands. A low-scoring game, to me, favors the Niners more than it does the Eagles. I think the Eagles have to get around 20. They have to get in that normal scoring range of like 21 or 22 to 30 points. If they can get in that scoring range, I think they can win. But I think this is going to be, if this is another game like it was against Dallas and neither team scores more than 20 points, the Niners are winning this game. I know that the Eagles have won low scoring games before, but low scoring games between these two teams to me favors the Niners more. Because you don't need, in that case, you don't need as much from Brock Purdy. He could just make some safe throws. You've got McCaffrey and Debo to in the running game. And then you've got Debo as well as George Kittle as well as Ayuk in the passing game. And they could just make safe five-yard passes and then the receivers have to get the yak. That's going to be their, to me, that's going to be their game plan. A trick play here, a trick play there. If the Eagles can capitalize on that then they definitely got a shot. But I don't, and and I don't and don't I don't take nothing away from the Eagles cuz I don't see the Niners aren't going to blow the Eagles out either. The Niners are not going to blow the Eagles out either cuz the Eagles fight hard, they play hard, and they play well. But if we're talking about this close game and I don't even think it's it's a thing where uh you know Brock Purdy's going to outplay Jalen Hurts. I don't think it's that. I just think that I think that uh, Jalen Hurts has a much tougher ordeal on his hands dealing with the Niners D than Brock Purdy is going to have with the Eagles D. I really think that's what it comes down to. Jalen Hurts is going to have such a hard time dealing with the Niners D to where Brock Purdy will have advantages over the Eagles D with like a short field where they only got to go 50 yards to try to score a touchdown as opposed to 80 plus. Or they, you know, some turnovers or something like that. And it just puts Brock Purdy in really, really manageable situations. Third and short. Converting third and shorts as opposed to as opposed to converting third and longs. If you keep giving Brock Purdy that many easy scenarios, eventually he's gonna capitalize on one of them. Even if you shut down a couple of them. So I got as much as I don't want it, I got Bengals and Niners in this Super Bowl. I really want Eagles and I really don't care about the AFC right now because <laughs> my team is so bad. I don't care. I just want Jalen Hurts to win the Super Bowl. That's it. That's all I care about. But I, I, it's hard for me to pick against the Niners right now. It really is hard for me to pick against the Niners. It's, it's really hard. Like I said, all due respect to the Eagles, this will be a most exciting game, I believe. This will be a knockdown, dragout fight. This will be a close scoring game, but I think the Niners have the edge, and I do mean edge only. 
I don't see this being more than a three-point win. Maybe a four-point win, and that forces Jalen Hurst to have to go 80 yards, try to score a touchdown, and he comes up short. But I'll say four points separates these two teams, and I got to give it to the Niners. I'm hoping that the Eagles win because I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. Not an Eagles fan, but a Jalen Hurts fan. And I'm hoping that he gets it done. But my head says Niners, and I go with my head over my heart when it comes to picking football games. <laughs> okay. I can't go with my heart because that is destroyed me many times over. And I'm not going to do it again. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I will gladly be wrong on this one. But that's that's my that's my that's my contingency plan. If there's a team that I like, I will bet against them. That way, if I'm right, I pick the right team. If I'm wrong, the team that I like actually won. I'm good. I win either way. <laughs> see? You see it? See it in there? See it? See? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Learn from the master. Okay. But anyway, that will conclude our Predictions and analysis for the AFC and NFC Championship games. I appreciate everyone for listening to the Scout Team Sports Podcast. I am your host, DeValian. We will be back for the Super Bowl. We'll talk also about the Pro Bowl um, because, of course, it's going to be two weeks before the Super Bowl happens. And then we will uh, get in some Pro Bowl talk next week. And then we'll also get in a little bit of Super Bowl talk. And then the week after, right before, a couple days before the game, the big game, we will get knee deep into my pick for the Super Bowl winner. Okay? Uh, Because I could be wrong on both accounts. So we'll see what happens. But uh, until next time, believe until you stop breathing. Again, this is DeValiant with Scout Team Sports. Appreciate all my subscribers, listeners. Please continue to subscribe. Please continue to listen and share this podcast with other NFL fans. We will be into the NBA. We'll pick up in the NBA as soon as the Super Bowl is over. Once again, this is DeValiant with Scout Team Sports. I am out. Have a great day. Great evening, wherever you are. Be blessed.